welcome to another episode of Between You and Me, where a bunch of bum-ass niggas come together and talk about shit they have no business uh, talking about. I ain't a bum, man. We, we own that word. We took it back. We, we took it back. back. Come on, bro. You can have it back. It has no strength over us anymore. <laughs> you know, because you know, I'm bro. not a bum. <laughs> of course, you don't have strength over me. I'm, I'm not bum. <laughs> us did not include you. Oh. Sorry about We're that. you a bum in the most in the most endearing way. That's it. All right. That's it. <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about how we are holding up in quarantine and how have things changed. Mark. It's terrible. The zombies already. Ate. The zombies already ate my cat. What am I gonna do? So since we're like, since we're like, fingers crossed, at least like at the halfway point, hopefully of this uh, situation, just to kind of get in the gauge of how everybody's doing, how things are going, how things have changed, and how things haven't changed. Like mm-hmm. whether it's like between media and like the things that we're watching, consuming, like how we're interacting with our families and. No, I was gonna say I, I high key forgot to introduce everyone, and that's on me. I was just so I was so emotionally riled up that Paul. So I know, I know. It really took us it, it took the whole show off track because he was upset. I'm upset. I said, Paul. I just I met them in the most endearing terms, but I am joined by the homies Paul, Michael, and Mark. <laughs> and uh, can we continue to introduce ourselves all together like that? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say awkward, like, hello, fellow humans. You know? Hello, beings. I am. Hello, earthlings. I'm the humanoid <laughs> named Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Paul, how are you coping so far with this uh, quarantine? Because I know you're still working. It so sucks. It's terrible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so? Let me ask you this: Are you more nervous that you have to work, and are you more nervous that you're going to get it? Like, how? What precautions are your job taking to make sure you niggas don't get that Rona? I mean, the real answer is yeah. I mean, you're nervous every day because, like, you, like, my job does take a lot of precautions as far as like, uh, like, our boss, like, we order uh mask every every week and uh gloves and we have sanitation stations now where like you can wash down vehicles with like bleach solutions and all this other stuff but like the thing is is like you know every time you go outside it's a risk you know so like when you're going to work and a bunch of people are staying home because you know they're told to stay home i don't know you feel a type of way because you're like you know why do i have to be the one that that goes out i I didn't i didn't sign up for this shit i definitely understand like at least to an to an extent that but how do you feel about them rebranding you guys as essential humans now oh i'm essential do i get essential pay like (laughs) oh no you get paid the same amount but that means you you go to work when they when everyone else is afraid to go to work it's it's like Uh, it's like weird because it's like they're like it feels like they're branding you guys to do these things that, like, obviously a lot of people aren't doing. But at the same time, yeah, I would be too. I'd be super scared going into work when, like, literally everyone else is told, "Don't do that." That's exactly. What you yeah, do. don't go to work except for you. Go to work. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> it's like I guess, but like, cause I, I was talking to my fiance about this, and like, you know, like, yeah, there's essential people, but it's like, you know. 
it's almost feels like you're serving your country. It's like, you know, you're, you're part of the military or something. And I'm not saying that to derail the military. I'm trying to say, like, in a sense of, like, you didn't realize you signed up for something like that until you're in it. And you're like, is this what I really want to do? Because, like, when you're part of the, the military, this is kind of the stuff that you sign up for. But for us, it's kind of like this was just your nine to five. And now it's, like, essential that you go to work. You know, and what if you get sick? Like, they don't look out for you like that. Like, it's not like you're getting taken care of if something happens to you. Like, most jobs don't offer hazard pay. My job is one of them. We don't offer hazard pay. So it's like, you're the only, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you're putting yourself in a bad position. You either work and don't get money. You either work and you put yourself at risk or you don't work and you don't get paid. And then you fall behind your bills because they didn't cancel that. Those are still essential, so like those won't give a fuck. Those were those were not canceled. They those were not canceled. The same way, yeah. regardless. We're late on getting stimulated, but our bills aren't late, so I don't know how that's happening. So, yeah, that's the serious answer to, to that. Right. Well, the goof right, answer is oof. <laughs> <laughs> the big oof ain't it? But the, the yeah. quick answer is oof. Yeah. So, I mean, I do, I do like. Agree. I do see like at least a state of people, um, at least with your military point, where people like it seeming as though it's like duty, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I was trying like, to say. It's like, which which is you, you're right. The big difference there is that like in one situation you know that you're getting yourself into something that you would consider a duty, whereas the other one it was a regular job, and now it and now it seems different. Exactly. Right. With no new, with no incentives to yeah, like make you feel changed. better. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel? So for me, um, at least as far as work goes, um, things haven't really changed too much. Um, I've just been working from home, like exclusively. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have been doing that, and I think it starts to show you like the transition that like a lot of companies have started to make to like realizing that being in the office isn't as essential as it used to be. I think like no. I think with a lot of things that we're actually going to speak about throughout this episode, there are a lot of things where these alternative plans and ways of doing whatever it is we're doing, whether it's work or going shopping or interfacing with our family members and seeing them, they've existed before, but we just didn't use them because it was like, this isn't the way that we do things. And now we're forced to do them. Now we're forced to do things and we're starting to say like, oh, these things are actually like not that bad. It works fine. Especially for um, a lot of older people. A lot of older people who like wouldn't have tried it and now they're being forced to try it and now they're like, oh, actually, now that I've been forced to try this, it's not really, it, it has a lot of good perks to it. Obviously, people are going to feel adverse to something adverse to something that they don't know. It's like once they start using it, eh, you'd be surprised what people can uh, acclimate to. How did you feel like the using code? I mean, I'm going to cut it and throw it here, so... On a personal level, this really isn't much of a big difference. I spend a lot of my time inside. Um, mm. I guess my big thing is seeing how other people are adjusting to it. Um, the biggest point I wouldn't have made was the, how essential we think going into an office is. And I don't want to segue into a part of the conversation that we're probably going to get into later. Um, so I'll hold off on that. But... I mean, I'm more or less okay. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, certain people. I know several people who have been affected by this illness uh, personally. Um, 
And just make sure it's safe, like, you know, you gotta be a little more careful. Um, I'm personally infuriated by people who are just ignorant uh, for the sake of being ignorant. I had a couple who went to a protest to, like, reopen our, our country. And mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Why do you why are you trying to accelerate something that's going to have a negative impact on us? It's what's funny is like I just recently dealt with a lot of this at work because um some of my employees uh don't believe in the virus. Um they think Yeah. And the thing is is like you can tell people that's dangerous, but they don't like people unfortunately believe people believe what they want to believe like whether they read it off some article or they heard it from some friend and when you're dealing with this when there's like a real crisis going on we're like yeah like you may not know someone personally that got sick but it's very irresponsible to think that way when like like going out like for example like uh like i know a lot of places are supposed to be opening up pretty soon like people are going out and like doing the parties and stuff like that or like like it's it's hard and like also you gotta think like it's people a lot of people are getting stir crazy like they're not used to being told to stay inside like there's a difference between being bored and staying home and being told you have to stay home Facts. i feel like like just the fact that people don't have the option to go out right now they're kind of looking for excuses to go out and they're like oh i don't know anyone that got sick so like it ain't that serious or like oh it's like the flu so it ain't that deep like right, right. um it, it, yeah. it's it's honestly just it feels like it's just natural selection at work i mean when yeah. people when people make decisions that are like purposely like irresponsible just because things don't affect them yeah like that's the thing that like i feel like people continue not to realize is just because it doesn't affect you yet doesn't mean that it's not a very real problem like how many exactly. people have to die before you say to yourself like this is important? Yeah. The and answer no... right. Like the answer should not be that it needs to be past like a hundred like hundred thousand people before you start to take this seriously. No. And also the rules are kinda not strict right now. They haven't been strict since we started this. Like my job originally, like they were printing out forms for us so that way if we got stopped up by the police, like on our way to work we would have excuses to go to work yeah. but like when i'm like i don't know like when i'm walking around my neighborhood and like or just like just driving around and like seeing like interactions between people people like the restrictions on people as far as like how they travel and how they conduct themselves like outside during this whole quarantine isn't strict at all like people can do what they want right now like don't get me wrong like i understand why like it's weird to like have law enforcement especially like with history so far like having them enforce this stuff but like if i don't know if the government really cares about people staying home they need to be more strict about it because like them giving people misinformation you know saying we're gonna end the quarantine sooner than they originally predicted because they want stuff to be open when they shouldn't be like health professionals are saying otherwise it's like people were like oh well the government doesn't even know what they're doing so why can't we go out yeah i I agree but we need to we need to like transition a little bit um elijah how do you think um well as a non-essential employee uh i have been chilling at home uh i am blessed enough to 
to actually still be getting paid by my job. So that's a plus. But I have been spending more time with my family than I have ever spent. I self-isolated on Friday, and it was beautiful. Yep. Oh, you did? How did that go? Oh, it was amazing. Intentional? Because anything that happened or because they were all getting on your nerves? They were all getting on my nerves. <laughs> I played GTA all day. I watched uh, Michael Jordan's documentary. It was amazing, man. But anyway, that's how life is going. I was going to say, I mean, at least as far as uh, how things are coping and what's changed, I can say that we've at least gotten able to more consistently record and like, get used to like using Zoom and everything for this stuff. So I think that's at least something I'm really good that came out of this. I get to see get to see my niggas a couple times a week, man. Yeah, even if it's on a screen. Uh, I mean, it's, it's different, but at least it's something, which I think is definitely something that uh, something that's really important. I mean, as far as the, like, a lot of things have changed since um, quarantine started, and I think something that's really important is realizing like how much you can get out of these cameras and you know being able to see people even if they're not there. Agreed, man. It's uh, there's definitely ways around it, especially like with Victor and we we be having those game nights and shit. I did fall asleep last night. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, Elijah, Elijah fell asleep while on the phone with us. He <laughs> learned. It felt like it was a relationship from like eighth grade. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! I was knocked. They said download Fortnite. I said bet, and then after that, I was knocked. Wait, you play Fortnite? <laughs> Did y'all play the Travis Scott mode? So, question. Uh, yeah. Especially with like Mark and, and Michael. So, I know you have like a little bit more free time on your hands. So, like, have you noticed any difference in how you're consuming content as far as film or any new films that you enjoyed? Uh. Well, we've definitely had a spike in trash TV consumption. Uh, Tiger King, Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, Mark watched The Circle. We watched oh my god. Shameless. Circle. Uh, Did you watch the Brazil Circle? The France Circle? Oh my god. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think personally, my need to watch trash TV comes from the fact that I can't see trash people in real life. I can't, like, socialize with people as much right now. So it's like... I can watch these people on TV socialize and how terrible they are. At least something, you know? Fair enough. Like, sure, these people are awful and this trash TV, this is totally trash, but at least I'm getting to see them, like, interact and be social with each other. <laughs> to see them in their true habitat. Yeah. Oh, the circle had me on the edge of my seat, low key. Oh, you watched the circle too? I thought it was oh, a yeah, movie. brother. No, I watched I can't watch that. You watched the circle too. I, I I was rooting for him when he won. I thought he. I I was hoping that he would win. Man, I look. He won at uh, my boy. Uh, what? Sham, Shamu. Oh, Shamu. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple months. Shuby, Shuby. That's that nigga's name. <laughs> I want a shoe bomb to win. And I was between um, what's it called? The guy who won Joey and Sammy. I was like, either of them can win, and I'll be all right. Sure. What about Seaburn? No. I felt like Seaburn would, would be peeved if he was a catfish. Yes! <laughs> that's, the whole, yes. that's what I thought the entire time I watched that show. Bro, Seaburn had, like, the energy of Paul. <laughs> he had that exact energy. <laughs> Besides that, though, 
Like, I think it's really interesting, like, with sports. I'm wondering how that's going to go. I know, like, obviously basketball and, like, a lot of the uh, other sports that were planned on being played in the summer have, like, kind of shut down. But I'm really interested because football really got, like, the best deal out of all those uh, – out of all those. So their draft, they didn't even have to be in the same room as each other. And I think their draft actually had, like, the most viewership that it's had in the past, for the past few years just from people being able to see all, like – people get drafted in their living room surrounded by their families and stuff. Yeah, that... that well, I just fucking with my microphone, man. Nah, bro. First I you want me you... to mute myself, and then you don't want me to unmute myself. Nah, Cigarette. bro. Make up your look. mind. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Look, 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 look. On my end, I looked, and I saw that you were on mute. So I tried to unmute you, but it wasn't saying that you were unmuted. So I kept pressing on mute, and nothing was happening. It just it just sounded real mean when it, like the the host the first message I got said the host wants you to mute yourself so I was like oh shit okay <laughs> <laughs> and then Bro, I mute so myself sorry. and it's like the host wants you to unmute yourself I was like all right yo this guy's a fucking jackass <laughs> <laughs> my bad bro go ahead Mark oh no I was I was pretty much done I was just talking about how um yo, the draft is the draft is like really cool with like being able to like you know, video record people instead of having to have them all, like, in a certain area or whatever. I'm putting it down right now. I'm putting it down right now. The sports teams, mainly basketball and football, they're going to start their own esports league because we can't do the season this year. Mark my words, it's going to happen. They already had a 2K tournament. They already did? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. You're you're not lying at all. It, it was it was cool watching the draft. A little cringy on Roger Goodell's end. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, but like, are you surprised though? Like he's cringy all of the time. So like it's like eh, it's not that surprising that it's cringy watching him in his own basement. The format's not cringy. It's just the people we bring into it. Exactly. <laughs> that man is cringy as fuck. He looked at uh. he's looking at the TV. Hi guys, congratulations. Welcome to my stream. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. nah, yeah, it's um. Who do, actually, what sport do you think is going to uh, come back first? What? What sport? Yeah. Like, what do you um, mean? Like, who? Who's going to figure who's gonna it pull out? The trigger? Who's going to pull yeah. the trigger and be like, "Yo, we're back." Yeah. We're back, baby. Depends what season it is. Because like, aren't sports in different seasons? They're in yeah. different seasons, but NHL had to stop prematurely. NBA had to stop prematurely. Um, I, you know, NFL's on the horizon, but uh, mm-hmm. hockey and basketball wanted to come back and finish up. So yeah, football gonna come back. Football. Gonna I was gonna back. say like most of the sports don't want to run at the same time as football. So like, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly how that'll work. Yeah, I feel like it's just gonna be football because like it'll be fall by the time that comes around and. Hopefully, we'll have some type of vaccine at the time. It really just depends on, like, when we get a vaccine. Because, like, once they get, like, any news of, like, we can open anything back up, they're coming back. Now that I think about it, UFC's coming back first. Uh, it's this nigga, Dana White, he bought a fucking island. This nigga, he bought an island. He's building, like, a building on it. And they're going to bring fighters to the island, have niggas fight, and so you can go back home now. So the Hunger Games? <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, you, we're gonna bring you to this island. You win, you get to go home. You lose, 
You I'm stay fucking not, here. Not to, like, not to transition too quickly, but I'm gonna transition really quickly. Okay. I, I went to, uh, when I was in my car, like, I've heard songs on the radio that I've never, <laughs> I've never heard before, and I was like, man, I have not been using my car enough, but suddenly, like, suddenly, like, pop music's, like, slightly different than I thought it was. Yeah. And it's, but I'm, like, interested to see, like, sort of how, like, um, different artists that plan on releasing things over the course of this, like, this period, like, how that's changed, and, like, who's, like, decided to postpone whatever they were going to put out, and who decided to, like, just go ahead and do it anyway. I mean, music consumption is kind of going up, though. Because if niggas stay in our home, we're going to be on Spotify more than ever, iTunes. I, I think that works well for things that people will stream, like streamable music. Like, not yeah. that not all music is streamable, but, like, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, songs that would be popular on the radio but might not necessarily be as strong as streaming. I wonder yeah. how well they're doing, you know? Uh, finally heard Tuesday slide on the radio. I was like, okay. <laughs> like yeah. between Suzy Slide and that other Drake and Future song, which I just can't stand. Like I can stand the Drake part, but when Future comes on, I'm like, oh my god, get me out of here. True. You know you what I do? You, you know what I do it. like in the music uh, aspect? How what artists are going like on IG Live and telling like people to they're just holding a talent show and they're kind of discovering new talent. That's pretty dope. Are you talking about that Tory Lanez thing where like strippers come on and shake their ass? Nah, Tory, well, that too. <laughs> but, uh, Tory Lanez is how, like. Yeah. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> no. He's like, only, no, it's not like so... that, guys. It's not like that. <laughs> nah, I only saw one video of Tory Lanez. It was on IG, and there was this guy on the other end. He said, go ahead, sing. And then he started singing. And then mm. Tory Lane said, oh, shit, in typical nigga fashion. And then, you know, had him sing again. And then he's like, oh, hey, yo, you got something. So I ain't seen no, I ain't seen no one shaking ass. Oh, all right, all right, Elijah. I, I get it. Stay on brand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you think, like, out of, like, the things we spoke about, like, what do you think is going to, like, benefit the most from, like, us having to basically catapult, like, 15 years into the future with, like, all this quarantine stuff? Like media wise, yo, yo, anyone that has backlog film content is winning right now. Like, that, like, that's true. <laughs> People who like record and you're like, wow, this won't come out for years. They're like, yes, and we're ready for it. I think, like, at least as far as like things that won't do well um, after this, I think about like theaters a lot, like movie theaters. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see like, a lot of different films are being released like straight to like um, straight to streaming now. I'm yeah. wondering like, how much of a like how much of a body blow this was for like theaters in general. I mean, some smaller theaters are just gonna not exist anymore. I think I think the bigger theaters because like not everything is getting like put straight to video. Like uh like I was watching something about Black Widow, and I noticed that that didn't go straight to home release, and there's no plan to. And I'm realizing that, like, the, the big movies, like, the stuff, the blockbuster stuff, like, they still make a lot of money. Because you got to think, you got to think, not just tickets, but, like, you make a lot of money off of, like, food and merchandise. So they're going to want to keep those in theaters. But, like, small theaters, like, they, they're really hurting right now. They got to figure I, something I, else out. I agree to, like, an extent. Because I feel like, yeah. I feel like the big, I feel like you said the big movies that come out, they'll still be 
you know, going out in theaters. But I, if, I feel like a lot of movies that, like, might be thinking to themselves, hmm, should we go for a theatrical release or just streaming? I feel like if you're close to the cusp now, that you're going to probably lean towards streaming. We also need a good out. I was thinking about this the other day. There has to be a better outlet for people to release films. Not YouTube videos. Like, like I think YouTube does that fine and, like, uh, like other channels. I'm talking about, like, a self, like, I don't know, a user platform that releases films. What that the fuck, bro? Hold up. <laughs> what the fuck? What the Mom, hold up, hold up, hold up. Mom, what the f- Yeah, that's, that's what I feel like should happen if someone could work on that because I'm realizing, like, I like, like, and people are doing this now, like, watching Tiger King and all that stuff is, like, there's definitely a need for films that aren't blockbuster, you know? I was going to say, I feel like those exist. I just think that, like, now it's going to be, like, if they're going, they're not going to be in the theaters anymore. They're going to no. be, like, all streamable. Yeah, and that's why I want a platform for it because, like, like, there's YouTube videos and stuff like that, but, like, I don't know, like, it would be nice to have a reputable platform that people can watch, like, short films and stuff on. Oh, um, like, Twitty? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not the time or the place, but, like, there's, like, this new app, there's, like, this new app that came out called Quibi that they've been forcing, like, in every commercial oh ever. That has, like, 10 to 15, like, like, 10 minute long, like, short videos that you're supposed to watch. That's basically kind of seems similar to YouTube, but it has like higher profile actors on it. Okay. It's like a, it's it's very weird. Um, but this is not the time. This sounds. That's, that's another episode. Another episode, guys. So, what do you guys think is winning, like, uh, media wise? Like, who do you think is benefiting uh, from this? Twitch, Discord. Twitch and Discord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Zoom. <laughs> Because, like, you got a lot of gamers, but if you're working a 9 to 5, you don't really have time to play games. But if you're forced to stay home, fuck it. Let's play games all day. And let's let uh, let niggas watch me. And then, um, I would say probably, like, DoorDash, things like that, too. I think basically anything that was very forward-thinking that, like, only people niche, like, that, like, only people, specific people use and everyone thought was kind of like a niche thing. Um, I think a lot of those have a lot of room to grow because of this. Because, like I said at the beginning, people who are like, who would normally never have used these things are being forced to use them. And I think more people than you'd expect would find are finding that it's kind of convenient. Like we went shopping and we did the shopping all online, and then we picked it up. And it's like I can picture someone doing this for the first time, being like, "This is a lot better than going in and like trying to pick up stuff." Not necessarily everyone will think that, but I think it'll, it'll gain a lot of people that way. Oh yeah, I can't wait to do that. Like it's, like we haven't done it yet because we haven't had a need to, as far as like having someone else get it for us. But I want to do it. I don't care. I'm tired of shopping. I'm sick of shopping. I want to <laughs> come the cart ready, pick it up, and then do something else. Like I don't want to spend an hour, possibly two, shopping. Like it's just annoying. Yeah, I think a lot of things are like just like little inconveniences that like there have been ways around for years are gonna really start to be used a lot more. Facts. And it's like, if, if businesses are still able to flourish in this time, imagine how much you're going to be able to grow after. Because you're able to adapt in, a, in a, a time like this, and you're able to grow. But then that becomes like a problem, because it's like, 
medium to large big businesses can do that, but like your mom and pops, like that's oh, a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it just depends on how like people adapt after this. I feel like because like everything's about convenience, especially now. So if you're whatever you were doing before wasn't convenient, then <laughs> it's just how it's gonna be. It's really hard to tell with people whether something is going to stick or if it's gonna just like you just revert back to whatever you were doing before. I think we're gonna start to see that because like when. When it comes to like one of our questions that we have about like how much of a long-term impact things will have, it, it really does depend on like it, it, it really it's hard to it's really hard to guess. I, I think the longer that this goes, the more of a long-term impact it will likely have. But there's definitely a lot of room for things to change. Well, uh, concerts will never be the same. Uh, anything, I think any large gathering events will never be the same though. Like, there's going to be a huge, like, that's why I don't think music is going to be winning after this, because, like, yeah, streaming is doing well, but streaming is not where you get your money. You get your money from touring, and people are going to be scared to go out to events after all this, so it's going to be interesting. Right. You know what actually might see a, a, a boost? Remember those old commercials with, like, the VR headset where you put it over your face and it's like you got a front row seat at a basketball game? Oh, ill. I worked on a project no. for that with my internship. Please don't. <laughs> I do not want that to be popular. <laughs> it's so bad. Why? <laughs> because, like, one, you have to afford the equipment. So, like, let's say you're affording your PlayStation VR headset, which is probably going to be more expensive than that. Then you have to have an actual good quality. Like, Lord knows the amount of, like, stuff that you need just to get a good visual quality. Because if you're looking at something that's blurry, or like the frame rate's dropping, yo, that's gonna give you a major headache. Like you're like, brain blast. Yeah, I, I, think, I was gonna say, I feel like enough people are kind of content with their like 60 inch HD TVs that show them the game. Exactly. Like I just rather I mean, watch the game on TV. Yeah, I, I think yeah. people are pretty content with those, honestly. Oh no, I'm just saying, immersive media, it, it, it might be popping. Yeah. Who knows? Who's got the money for it? Like, like all this, all just a crapshoot. We don't really know how things are gonna go after this. Video games are popping. Yo. I mean, Animal Crossing came out the best time imaginable. All anyone has is time to just spend on their island. So, yo, Nintendo applied this whole thing. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> Release the us, Rona. They gave us Mystery Dungeon and, and Animal Crossing at the same time. <laughs> So we kind of like spoke a lot about like, I don't know, different trends and stuff that we expect that, that might happen after this. Um, do you think that like these things are only going to happen, like some of the stuff that we were talking about, like with concerts and stuff, do you think that's only going to happen because of this? Or do you think that they were kind of already heading that way? No. And like accelerated any of that sort of thing? Uh, as far as like health concerns, like... No, I don't think I don't think they were going in that direction. I don't think that was even on their radar before this. Like, I think this is like I know it's like preemptive to say this, but I think it's going to be like almost like nine eleven ish change wise. Where like like airports were never the same after that. I don't think concerts are ever going to be the same after this. Like they they have to, especially for the next year or so, they have to change how they do things. Like you can't have people that close to each other unless there's like vaccines. But like if they don't, like I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna have yeah. to figure out like different capacity things. They're gonna have to work out distance measures. Yeah, it's. I don't even know. They're, I'm with you on that yeah. because remember, like we were talking about going to the roots picnic. You yeah. Feel me? Like we wouldn't even have. We would went without a second thought, and now that this shit, this shit is going on, I'm hesitant. Even if they say, "Nigga, you can leave the house again." 
So you know how many sweaty adolescent people that don't care about their hygiene you're next to at a concert? Like, like no thank you. <laughs> I'm so good. And like, they don't clean a lot of them places. Like, yo, I've been to venues where like, like where like they, it's just, it's just the map unsanitary. Like they let a lot of stuff go because they're like, oh, it's a concert. Like it's part of the vibe. But like, you know, you have to care more now. They can't. They can't let you do certain stuff. Like I'm sure they won't even let you in a building if you're coughing or some shit. Like <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Yo, take that out there." I like. I disagree with you guys at least to a certain extent. I think. I think that things that um, have to do with hygiene. I think that stuff. I don't know if that necessarily was on its way happening already. I, I do think that this is actually like a change in like shit. Um, like when it comes to like things like concert and like how heavily we're going to like pay attention to that stuff. But I think when it comes to like using like media as a way of interacting with people, I think that was already kind of happening. And it's oh. like, so I think there's well, like kind yeah. of two different things at play here. It's like the one half that's like, you know, being help, like trying to like keep hot, like make sure things are hygienic. And then there's the other half that's like, oh, Okay, if things happen and we can't like interact with people the same way we're used to face to face, these are the other things that we can use, and I think that part is actually something that was already happening and just got sped up. Well, I agree with the interactivity. I thought we were talking about just like the hygiene stuff. Um, No, they've been working on the VR stuff. They've been working on the thing is like VR and like social distancing concerts as far as like the live streams. That's been worked on for years, but, like, they haven't found a good formula for it. I still kind of think they haven't found a good formula for it to where they can profit off of it. That's that's what I mean by successful. Um, but they have been working on it, so that's why I think why the transition was so smooth. Um, as far as the hygiene stuff, like, I just think it's going to be, like, more sanitation stations now. Like, I think there's going to be, like, more readily available medical staff available. Um, probably a huge capacity check on venues like you can't just have people shoulder to shoulder no more like i i, I think that's going to be like some of the bigger changes yeah, i think we can all i think we can all agree though like if like i'm not sure if i'm ready to say 9-11 level but i will definitely say that things will will not be the same after this and i don't think there's really yeah. much of a question about that um, yeah that's why i meant by saying that i know i know for my family it would we had a zoom call where we all like kind of like spoke and like had like a get together and it was weird because it was like it was the same as it kind of was if we did it face to face but like this is something that we would have never done um had this not have happened so things are definitely definitely going to change and yeah hope that we come we all come out better at least we get some good things out of this terrible time yeah. I agree. that's the thing like like we said earlier when you're forced to adapt you know what I'm saying? You gotta do what you gotta do. Cause remember, like times when we weren't able to come together, we were like going hiatus for like months. But when this happens, we're like, wait, we're never. We don't really know the next time we're gonna be able to come together. So let's figure some shit out. So in that regard, you are correct, Mark. I, I you have converted me. Yay! And we also have ten minutes. <laughs> now, now that we, now that I've converted Elijah successfully, it's time to, it's time to go. It's time, time to, to wrap it up. Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. I guess that does it for another episode of Between You and Me. Uh, this has been uh, Mark, Paul, and Michael. This reverb is crazy in my ears. That's why I've been kind of awkward this episode. Uh, That's fine. But uh, thank you guys for coming, joining, uh, taking time out your day. Guys. 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 
we have some stuff on the way. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. You heard it here. Hey. Tell him. Tell him what it is. I can't tell him, man. We can't tell him yet, but yeah, so we have a little something new planned uh, sometime in the future. All right. I just want to see this. Is, I guess that does it until next time. Oh, wait. Fuck that. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, wait. Fuck that. Tweet. <laughs> follow, follow us on Twitter at between the letter U and me too. Like the poo. Uh, also, our Facebook fan page. Uh, just type in between you and me, and we shall pop up. Follow us on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, ebrown127. You'll see me flexing we... the big ass tricep, boy. Oh, what's yours? So mine is symbolic with a K underscore mage the number two prosper. Yeah. We need a between you and me Instagram. We will get one. Oh, also expect an episode on Friday. Uh, expect us Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah, uh, toodles. Yeah. What the fuck was that?